Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with Des Roach, me, Lindsay Heron, and a very special guest to the show tonight, former Celtic and Dundee United star Mark Wilson. Welcome to Get Involved Referee, Mark. Thank you. Delighted to be here. Excellent. Like delighted we've got you in our company today. Um, Des, uh, obviously our, our, our normal protagonist, Mr. Conroy's away sampling some, some foreign laggers. But anyway, well, hopefully he'll be in a fit state when he comes back. Yeah, I hope he is. So, yeah. Des was astounded was, by that there, the mention of laggers. I know, that was... His a, colleague being away. I know. No, I'm just... Uh, hey, listen, at least I've got a... At least I've got somebody who knows what they're talking about with football this weekend, hopefully. So, uh, we'll, we'll can, no, no pressure, Mark. No pressure at all. Oh, well, you mean me there? So, <laughs> you meant Lindsay. Well, certainly not us. <laughs> Listen, another another interesting weekend for VAR guys, wasn't it? I mean, uh, involved in quite quite a lot of the games, if not all of them. Um, and the biggest, I guess, the most contentious issue of the weekend was perhaps the the red card shown to Tony Watt. Um, it seemed to me, Mark, that uh, you know it looked worse than it actually was. And mm. that, even then, uh, that John Beaton sent him off, having had a look at the the incident on the screen. Yeah, well. I was amazed at it when, when I finally saw it. Now, I'm on air on radio and we got a report from the ground at Tanadice that there'd been a red card. Now, shortly after that, a reporter, Selena, said, I think Dundee United's been harshly dealt with here. And that that continued to feel pattern. Now, I didn't get to see the pictures until I got home that night. And I was amazed that when John Beaton looked at the screen, he went against his initial decision mm-hmm. because his initial decision for me was spot on. I thought he was in a good position. I thought Tony Watt did look like it was going to be dangerous, but then pulled out. Mm-hmm. And I think the images showed that. Yeah. So for him to be told in his ear to go and have a look at that, I think automatically put doubt in John Beaton's head mm-hmm. that he got it wrong. But in saying that still, when he goes and looks at it on the screen, I think there's an angle that when it stops and it's frozen... Of course it looks bad, but you could do that way with most tackles. You have to play out the full yeah. scenario. And when it's played out, you can clearly see that there's minimal, if any, contact. So I'm amazed that John Beaton then changed his mind and thought that's a red card. To go for nothing to a red card, mm-hmm. it was the wrong decision for me. Quite interesting, Des, because this is the first VAR decision that's being appealed. Um, Dundee United have lodged that appeal this morning with the SFA and they'll hear it later this week. What were your thoughts on it? I think very much similar to, to Mark. I'm in, I'm in agreeance. To go from no foul to a red card, that's that's a massive, massive jump. Uh, now, if you take a still of any situation, you can make it as damning as you, as you want it to look. Tony Watt quite clearly initially makes to go for the challenge. He pulls out. He tries to avoid contact um, to the best of his ability, it's not a red card. There was no malice. There was no intent. He's tried to avoid the challenge. So I'm actually quite surprised. John's a John's a very confident referee and confident in his own in his own abilities. So I was actually quite surprised that he actually overturned it. 
I, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't have been, wouldn't, wouldn't have been looking for that at that moment in time. Uh, and I think Dundee United are quite right to to put an appeal on it. And I would like to think that they would, they would be successful in that. This, apparently, United have got a, an actually a different angle as well, which which is is more evidence that they think you know proves that it, it was no malice in the challenge and it wasn't dangerous. Yeah. Well, it would help if the referees could see <laughs> those angles as well and every angle that we could possibly supply. Mm-hmm. Look, VR, it was always going to come at a cost. Um, how many cameras you want to use, I suppose, or can afford to use. Mm-hmm. And I believe we've got six, which I, uh, I believe isn't the cheapest option. But obviously, the scope there to go much more. But still, in seeing the, the angle that we've all seen, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure John Beaton's seen, yeah. It's about interpretation then and about having the confidence to, to back yourself, I feel, in that position. Now, Des says there, John Beaton's one of our top referees. He's been mm-hmm. in the game a long time, refereed big games, made big decisions before. He's well aware that he's probably got some of those wrong and took stick. But you have to be sure if you're going to then reduce United to 10 men yep. that's seen what you thought you'd seen. So, again, I'm amazed that a, a man who has experience had a seed of doubt put in his mind and then didn't back himself in that situation, didn't believe what he saw first, mm-hmm. and then thought he'd seen something else when he looked at the screen. And you know what? The appeal is all well and good. United might get away with it. Doesn't help Liam Fox on the day. Well, exactly. Who's struggling for every point he can get, and that's what VAR was brought in for, to help the referees to identify clear and obvious mistakes, not to re-referee games. For sure. Like like Mark says, Des, I mean, Motherwell won that match, won nothing. And, you know, costly, a costly defeat for Liam Fox, who's just, uh, you know, in a fledgling managerial career at the moment. But that's another big mistake, isn't it? We're only two weeks in and following the, you know, the Michael Smith handball at Tynecastle that wasn't given. You know, it's two weeks, two big blunders. Unfortunately, yes. Um, we can't deny that. We can't, we can't hide from it. As, as we've just said there, I think that to go from not even a foul to go into a red card. That's 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 monstrous. That's absolutely huge. And you would like to think that referees, just because you get called across to have a look at the television screen, doesn't automatically mean that you need to change your decision. If you if you're quite happy with it, you're quite happy that what you've seen. Now John was unobstructed. It was what ten yards in front of him. Mm-hmm. He was happy to give that call. I don't remember there being terribly much um, demonstrations from multiple players uh, prior to either. Mm-hmm. But Liam Fox has got a very, very difficult uh, job at this minute in time and he's fighting for every point he can get. He's a young manager trying to make his way in the SPFL and to lose your your talisman, you've got Tony Watt and you've got uh, Stephen Fletcher up front for Dundee United. Mm-hmm. That's a massive loss. And if this red card isn't overturned, then he's going to be without him again for a number of weeks. So it's going to impact upon Dundee United and their ability to win games, their ability to get a bit of momentum going. So it is huge. But the biggest thing for me is just because VAR asks you to look at a, a, a clip, a piece of evidence, etc., mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to take it. I think you need to be have the courage of your own convictions and say, no, do you know what? I'm quite happy with that. I'll go with my, my initial decision. And do you know what? I'm sure it's like a player when making a pass or making sure go. Nine times out of ten, your gut decision is the right one. Mm-hmm. So... I was a wee bit, wee bit surprised and disappointed that one, to be honest. All too often, though, Mark, you know, when the the VAR official asks a referee to go and look at something, it's almost always the case that the referee chooses to go with the, what the VAR decides, doesn't he? It seems like that just now, but look again, the referees 
have went through their full career without video assistance. Mm -hmm. They've made big decisions before. It's there to highlight clear and obvious errors. But Des right, if you get called over, you don't have to go with us all the time because you're the man with the final decision. Mm -hmm. You, They're only there to suggest that you have a look at this more closely and then it's your interpretation. So we kind of get bogged down in every time us as fans in the ground see a ref going to a VAR decision, you automatically think, oh, we know what's coming next because that can't be the case. It's, it's not what it's there for. Mm -hmm. But I think it will get better. You know, I think we do have to cut them a wee bit of slack sometimes. Now, Liam Fox will not thank me for saying that, of course. <laughs> and Ange Postacoglu, if the game went the other way last week and they didn't get a handball, wouldn't thank me. It is the second week. We are going to have teething problems. I'm pretty sure, look, the referees are only human. They're going to have severe pressure on them when they get called to that screen. You imagine the pressure on your shoulders, you know, the full crowd looking at you. <laughs> you know, and all the broadcasters are saying, oh, here we go. It's the first couple of weeks that they're going to get it right. They've got a couple wrong. I'm sure it will settle down, but they need, like Des and, and I have said there, they need to be courageous when they go over to that screen to think, no, I, I'm quite happy with what I've seen on the pitch rather than the screen. A couple of other difficult ones as well, Des, in terms of handball decisions uh, over the weekend. One at uh, the St Mirren, uh, St Mirren game, rather, the ball comes in from the left. Richard Tate tries to get out of the way, it looks like, to, to all of us. Ball hits his left shoulder and Don Robertson gives a penalty. Yeah, and quite frankly, it's not a penalty. Uh, not, not, not in my opinion. And I, I would like to think if I was the VAR who was involved in that time. Don seemed to give it pretty quickly. Yep. He seemed to be quite sure of his own his own judgment at that time. Mm -hmm. But the balls come off it and I use this word I think every week, the proximity and the, the opportunity for Richard Tate to get out of it. He is actually trying to move away from the ball. Mm -hmm. He's trying to avoid the ball. The ball hits him. He doesn't hit the ball. That's that's my take on it. And I certainly wouldn't be looking to to jump in and give a penalty from that. And I'm sure Mark, if you're a defender, what you try to do, you're trying to avoid, you know you're in the penalty area, you know you see the unnatural positions guys are taking all the time, putting their hands behind their back. Tate's actually brought his arms to him. Yeah, I thought that was a, that was a quite a harsh call. Do you think the refs maybe actually thought it's hit the other arm? Mark? Yeah, yeah, must admit, I, I looked at it Saturday night, thought that's a definite penalty. It's <laughs> only when I've re-looked at it and I thought, yeah, that's, that's hit the arm, his left arm that's tucked into his body. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a wee bit of sympathy for the referee in that situation. Again, I'm going to take the pressure at the moment into consideration where he goes to the screen. He's been he's been summoned over. Yep. Possible handball. I watched that a couple of times at the weekend, actually, and I thought, that's, he's got that right. Let's move on. Because of the outstretched right arm and the speed of the ball, you know, you, you have to really study that. Des did mention maybe he didn't take enough time looking at it. Maybe he just thought that's as clear as day. Yeah. That's hit his right hand, mm -hmm. his right outstretched arm, <laughs> and it clearly didn't when you actually look at it and you slow it down. You see it hits his left arm. So I think St Mirren are unfortunate there. And again, if you're St Mirren manager, you're looking at that going, well, that doesn't help me. No. These, these cameras are supposed to be in to help <laughs> us. But in that one, it's one of the trickier ones for me because of the speed of the ball mm -hmm. and because of that outstretched right arm. Yep. It doesn't hit the outstretched right arm, that's for sure. Again, that's a, that's a clutch decision, Des, because it allows Hibs to take the lead with the penalty kick. Uh, the game's goalless at that point, so you know it has a material impact on everything that happens. Yeah, well, Hibs get the momentum from it, don't they? They, they they've got a penalty. They, they they score a goal. They are trying to get as high up as the league as they can. But these are the the fine margins that we're operating in now. 
that these are the things that, that do decide teams who are going to get in the top six, teams who are going to potentially get relegated. It was so, so quick. And listen, I've got my heart goes out to Don because it was such a, a, a fine margin. But if he'd taken his time and he looked at it and there's pressure on him, as soon as he goes to look at that screen, you know the, the eyes of the world and the eyes of the stadium are on him to look there and make a decision. Uh, just unfortunately for me, I don't think he, he reached the correct one. And I think Don's a fantastic referee. Really, really good referee. Somebody that we can we can trust and we can we can put our we can put our hat on. But yeah, Hibbs got the momentum. St Murn obviously are one down, heads are down a wee bit, and then Hibbs going to capitalise on it. Yeah. See, I think that's a good point. The timings of the decisions of the VR. Now last week we were moaning that took too long. Yes. You know, everybody could see, look, that's a foul, it's, it's a penalty hearts, why is it taking so long? This week, you know, we're agreeing that he didn't take enough time. Mm-hmm. So, I think the referees are, are certainly finding their feet. Well, whether that played into the mind of the ref at the weekend, they are thinking, that looks clear, I'm giving that right away because of what happened the previous week and the criticism that Nick Walsh got last week for taking so long. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But you would hope it would iron itself out pretty quickly because these big decisions are... <laughs> it's the managers that lose their jobs. Well, exactly. No, no, the officials... I mean, the officials may be downgraded or they may have to, you know, serve some time not refereeing the top games. The managers don't get back in. <laughs> They're looking for a, their next job if it doesn't go well. Another handball des in the in the Celtic... Or the Livingston Celtic match on Sunday, which I get, it didn't really have a material impact in the match. The Celtic were well in control and two up at the time but a handball against Andy Shinney which seemed very harsh to me is that what is that what you felt? Yes and I've actually had some conversations with some some people that I know and friends and work etc again I don't think that's a that, that's a penalty to me he's not making his body unnaturally bigger he's not trying to to impede the progress of play mm-hmm. again when you look at it he's pulling his elbow into his body yes it struck his hand but that word again proximity He's so close. Uh, Jota is fired the ball in at him from three, four yards. Yeah, I think I think that was very, very, very harsh. And he did try to pull himself away from it, very much similar to the Richard Tate one. No, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been looking to give a penalty kick on on that occasion. Willie Collum very quick to award that penalty, but he's been pretty quick to award things over the years. Mark <laughs> certainly has. I've had my experiences with Willie in the past. A certain penalty. At Celtic Park, 2009, was it? 2010, I think. 2010 that he gave against us. Apparently he heard the contact when he was looking the other way. <laughs> not that I'm, uh, not that I hold any grudges or anything like that, but <laughs> boy, yeah, I'm going to cut my bit of slack. I did think the one um, yesterday was a penalty. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. At the time, I was in the, I was in the studio doing it for the TV and we looked at it again. And I get what Des is saying, the elbow is in, the hand was up there though. And it's all the, you know, the interpretation of an unnatural position. I don't know what they're trying to get us to do. As defenders jump with our hands at our side, I guess that's what people <laughs> are trying to get you to do. It's never going to be the case. Yeah. But if that hand's not there in that position, that crosses, I think, making its way into the box. Right. And whether it gets converted or not, well, that's another question, but... Mm. It's still stopping the ball from getting in the box. I think Willie got that one right, in my opinion. Willie didn't give Willie didn't give the call. Willie actually said it wasn't a penalty. It was VAR that got him across. So Willie changed his mind on that one. He yeah. was quite happy for play to continue. But on but that, I, I thought Willie at the time, and I discussed this at the time, I thought he had a poor view of that. I thought he was obscured by 
he was behind the defenders, so he couldn't really see mm-hmm. where the ball had struck. That's where I actually thought VAR had done its job. That right. helped the referee out. And when he went over and he had a look, he seen the different angle. And I thought that's why he gave it. Des Willie gives the final decision, doesn't he? He, he doesn't yes. take any advice from the booth. Uh, am I right in that they say uh, possible penalty? No, so, what would, so what would happen then, Mark, what, what the process would be was Willie's given his initial decision saying it's a corner kick for Celtic, the ball's come off the Livingston defender. He would then have the the conversation in his ear saying, look, I think you need to come across and have a and have a look at it. The final decision always lies with the with the referee, the match referee. The VAR can offer their opinion and say, I think you should look at it. But if Willie's quite happy, just like we spoke about the John Beaton one, the VAR can only offer advice and opinion, but the referee is then ultimately still with the final the final decision. Um, so Willie's obviously deemed it that, and I think you're, you're quite right, his position was very square behind Anderson, I think it was Nicky Devlin. So when he's had the opportunity to look at it from a, a main stand sort of view and seen the ball, Willie's been accepting of the decision that VAR, whoever was operating at that moment in time, but no, the ultimate decision will always come down to the referee. That will be the that's the that's the case. He's the man in charge. But I know what you're saying. Would play carry on? Would it go through into the penalty area? They might have scored. They might not have. They might have put it over the bar. But I just thought that Shinny done enough not to try and be in that position. I think Willie relished that moment, though. Do you not think so? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he thought this is my big moment. They thought, here we go, VAR, all cameras on me. So, Des, I don't think there was any doubt when that VAR saying, you might want to have a look at this. He was already on his way over, I think, saying, please let me get in. I mean, some of, these, some of the other ones where he could speak to players a bit better and just, you know, just innocuous challenges and, and things that you see other guys, other referees just giving it a kind of, look, cut that out and... Well, he always seems to make a drama mm-hmm. over things and it's like the aggression in his face sometimes baffles me. You just think you would never speak to anybody like that. So, <laughs> you know, I get it when players are getting out of control and it must be incredibly difficult for officials to manage that because players, you know, let's be honest, can go over way over the top sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's the quiet moments with the quiet players and you see Willie still in their face giving them it. You think, calm down, come on. I know, exactly. Mark, you've been involved in the game long enough. I mean, Willie's not changed since day one and he won't change. Well, I, I, here's the thing. I, I never, I, I've never been able to get away through Willie Colm. <laughs> Willie Colm was at my school, Des, believe it or not. He was at my school, right, doing his placement. And then I turn up in the, on the Saturday for the school football and who's refereeing, uh, refereeing the games. It's Willie doing, you know, doing his younger games. And then I think I've got rid of him. I'm in the professional ranks now and I make my debut with United, come through. Moved to Celtic. Of course, by that time, Willie's went a different pathway and he's worked his way up yep. to grade one and he's he's now refing my games again. <laughs> Getting penalties against us at, at Celtic Park <laughs> and Old Firm games. So I've never got away from him. Th- that is a classic example of how VAR would overturn a decision, isn't it? The, oh, well, would. The Daniel Mastorovic and Kurt Broadfoot incident that you refer to. Well, it was such a huge decision and a huge game. Yeah. And this is why the game in January is going to be, I mean, explosive. <laughs> I, I, we'll be there for a bit three hours where they, where they added time with that one but that that game was so huge that it was such a pivotal decision within the game mm-hmm. that it turned everything you know us as players had allowed Rangers back in the game so we take a responsibility you get a decision like that against you that wasn't a penalty and the referee you know you see the footage could not have seen the decision and there's no harm in that 
you know, saying you, you couldn't see it, but gave it. Mm -hmm. And the to our mindset was gone with that. You know, you feel a sense of injustice and mm. that's on us anyway, but obviously there was overriding factors why that was the case and we go on to get pumped in that game after that. <laughs> and and uh, it set us back in our season. So, it, of course, we are will, will cut that out, or you would like to think mm. it'd be ironed out a lot more by by the time January comes. Exactly. So, according to Des, well, he's still making mistakes, but according to you, <laughs> he's top of the class. He's, he's been, or listed as our number one referee. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, he, he does the UEFA games as well. He's, mm -hmm. But he's never short of a drama, has he? he? He's never short of drama. I don't think that will ever go away from him. Cameras are, are not helping him. He'll always be centre of attention. Was that, is that the worst decision that's been impacted upon you in your playing career from memory? Or were there any other big ones? No, no. Well, me personally, as a well, team. as a team. Yeah. As a team, yes, I think so. Because it, it was such a huge game, mm -hmm. a huge time for both clubs. And, it, it, you know, impacted it probably our season at that time. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't go on and won the league then. Personally, I got sent off and it, I should never have been sent off. Now, no players say that. All <laughs> players say that. But this Nobody's was proven. Guilty. Nobody's ever guilty. This was proven correct by analysis by Sportsing. Dundee Derby, through ball from Dundee. I'm the last man. It takes a big bounce. Nobody really near me. Mm -hmm. I head it back to the goalkeeper, but as I do, my arms stretch, uh -huh. but I just head it back. Uh -huh. It's the assistant referee that flags the referee. <laughs> Handball. He thinks I've punched it back. <laughs> referee takes his advice and sends me off. Oh my God. Down to 10 men, we lose the game. So personally, that was the biggest one. I could not believe it. And funny enough, I was doing a bit with the, the referees for Sky just before the VR came in and I was lucky enough to go to the Orium and run the line. By the way, incredibly difficult job. That, I mean, oh my yeah. goodness. I take my hat off to those, those guys. And uh, they put that incident up on screen. Because the, the assistant referee, I believe, was in the room. So I got, got my own back <laughs> on that occasion. That was great. Good fun. You obviously never come up against Stephen I in a bad day, so we're all right. I'm not quite happy with that. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's interesting, though. I mean, what did you learn from that experience going over to the Orium and, and having a look at some of the, the, the setup there? Yeah, I, I, honestly, amazing. Because look, players think it's an easy job. I think we all do when we we go through and, and fans will go along and some of the fans go along just to get the officials abuse and not, not <laughs> well, really well <laughs> you'll know it is of course you're you're one of our favourites to get abused no, um, but look I, I went along and they allowed me to run the line now the guys were doing their assessments at the time so you had to keep up with play so it was a free kick situation the blow the whistle I had to run the line now I'm you think assistant referees are just looking for offside, but you forget that you have to see where the contact to the ball is, where the last man is, the movement of the strikers, you know, defenders coming out as people are. It was almost impossible. <laughs> I couldn't believe how hard it was. The guys were great and they gave me as much time as I needed. And I don't think I get many right, if any. You know, <laughs> because right? we went back and we had the cameras there along the line and mm -hmm. we analysed it and it was just so difficult. And then I got a shot of VAR as well. Got that one wrong not afraid to say so <laughs> here's me you know on radio or TV or whatever uh -huh. uh, you know giving the officials it and when I have a shot at it pff, hopeless hopeless <laughs> hopeless no that, I mean incredibly difficult and in split second I know VR's helped that now but yeah. split second and when you've got you know six or seven players on you you know telling you what a mess you've made it mm -hmm. I mean consciously that that must play with your mind yeah I don't know how 
it's like, you know, they get that out of their heads right away. Psychologically, it, they, they just have to get it away and deal with it. Because as a player's point of view, when you make a mistake, the best players in the world will forget about it. The 99% of the other players will think about that bad pass or that bad tackle they made for the next five, ten minutes. Yeah. Referees, they can't afford that. No. They need to get it out of their mind quickly. Yeah. In, ref- in refereeing, the the most important decision you'll make in refereeing is the next one. See what you've done, it's gone. You cannot change it and you cannot try and... I know people say they'll, they'll even it out and, or if they've gave a, a wrong decision against Team A, against Team B, they'll, they'll sort it out. No, the most important decision is the next one because that's what you need to focus on. You need to focus on the game at hand at that moment in time. And if Mark Wilson's going in for a challenge against Barry Ferguson, etc., then that challenge is the most important decision at that moment in time. See, the time you beat yourself up is when you come home after the game's done or you've got your two-hour drive coming back from St. Johnston or whatever. That's where you replay the game in your mind. Refereeing is very, very psychologically draining because you've got 90 minutes of at least 50% of that ground disagreeing whatever decision you make and you get 50%, you get 22 grown men going hammering tongs at each other. <laughs> so it is, it's draining, but it's the best game in the world and it's great to be involved in it. But the most important decision a referee will ever make is the next decision because what's happened is gone. You can't change that. Exactly. Listen, we touched on um, Nick Walsh and Stevie McLean for the mistake they made at Tynecastle last week. Roles were reversed at um, Ibrox on Saturday. Three VAR calls there, and it looks like the, the two guys got them all right, Mark. I think so, yeah. Um, the penalty kick, when we're watch, uh, I, I'm watching it at the time, I'm thinking, oh, I thought if the ball comes off another part of your own body and it hits your hand, it doesn't count, but that was that was so blatant. There's got to be a cut-off line <laughs> with that. I mean, with Richardson, it hit his... Should have hit his was at his right foot, came across his body, hit his chest, hit his arm, and then he scooped up. He looked to scoop up. So <laughs> I don't think there was any doubt in that. Yeah, the offside, I think they, they got the both goals yeah. right in terms of disallowing one and allowing the other. Yeah. So perfect in in my opinion with VR in that case. And the one thing about that though, Des, that I was at that match, it was the amount of time that the players had to hang around waiting for the, the final goal to be awarded. It was an eternity mark. It seemed like that anyway, and that's going to be a problem, isn't it? I think so for the fans, you know, not getting the information fed back to them. The fans are impatient at the best of times. We all are, <laughs> you know, and, and we're all wanting to know results instantly. But if we're to get there and the right decisions, then look, if it's going to take a wee bit of time, then so be it. Mm. As long as it as long as it doesn't drag on for five minutes every decision, I think there will be decisions that unfortunately will take, you know, three and four minutes. Mm -hmm. The frustration comes when it's played again and again and again, and we all can see that it's a blatant decision, but the referees may be (laughs) intimidated to make the call. Mm -hmm. But the one, the the goal given, there was a, it was tricky, you know, because there was a few wee touches there. Yeah. So you can see why they were thinking that way. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, I think this this will get better. Mm-hmm. I know the referees have been in training, but you you think even when they were in training for this launching, they had other things in their plate as well. Yeah, you know, it's not as if they went away for a year and we never seen them, and all they were doing was concentrating on this. They they've got loads of things in their plate, so it will get ironed out. I suppose, like you said earlier, I mean, it looks like if you spend more time analysing the decision, you'll get more right than wrong. Mm. You know, you think that the refs maybe rushed a couple this week uh, yeah. and. So maybe if you do take the extra time, then at least that's... You do, uh, of course, but there's got to be a balance. So, look, the handball, it looked obvious. Motherwell, uh, sorry, the St Mirren. Yep. 
one in Hibs that looked obvious, but you look at it in finer detail, it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. I go back to the one, um, the Hearts penalty last week. I mean, when Devlin touches that pass, Carter Vickers, you're thinking, well, it's the easiest decision you're ever going to get, but it takes an eternity. Yeah. So you just need to minimise that. Yeah. But t- I guess there's a fine balance in there from taking too long and just rushing things. Of course, the crowd, I suppose, doesn't help. <laughs> Can it be easy when you're looking at that screen yeah. and the home fans are shouting in your ear? A difficult job. It's supposed to make it easier, but it's it's proven difficult just now. Exactly. Otherwise, fairly quiet, Des, um, and that the other matches, um, uh, I think it was fairly, you know, fairly reasonable, straightforward in the other games. Uh, what would, who would be your best performer then of the weekend? Who, who are you going to pick as your ref of the week? I think for referee of the week, I think you've got to look at the, the refereeing team at Rangers. Rangers Aberdeen, we said there, there were three close VAR calls. It was a reversal from the week before uh, with uh, Stephen McLean and Nick Walsh. I think they got them all correct. They were contentious, but but they got them right. So, yeah, I would go with uh, Nick Walsh and Stephen McLean as a refereeing VAR team. I think there's there, there's nothing there that can, can come back to haunt them. And as Mark said, yes, it is taking a wee bit of time, sometimes longer than we would like. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're in week two. It will get slicker. It will get more efficient. But I would rather take time and get the decision correct than rush it and get it wrong. Yep, Nick Walsh and Stephen McLean for me. Excellent. Well, listen, Mark, many thanks for joining us this week on Get Involved Referee. And Des, you and I will catch up next week with our good friend, Mr. Conroy. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.